Okay, we might get through this episode. <laughs> I hope that's the first audio clip. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Josh will be coming back on soon. Him and Dan have a cool thing going on. They do, actually. Yeah, I don't think we can, do, can we talk about it yet? I don't know. Why I not? I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know if it's a secret or not. I don't know if they No, Josh was it. talking, did, I heard he did a live video of it yesterday. Oh, okay, great. So I that was the first that I heard of it. Yeah. As I should with his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um... I don't know. I guess we'll start. Not, we'll start with it as a, like a quick promo for them. I don't know. Did <laughs> you see real. what Josh was talking about yesterday? You so, might be into it. Do you yeah. Run? Do I run? Yeah. Only when he I has to. to for... So I think I, I listened to it briefly. So they're doing on November thirtieth. They're doing a trail run at Harold Town, and they're gonna have a set. A set whatever course, yeah, like and you have to is said? that what it is two or yeah. three kilometers that you have to <laughs> do every half hour. So you would run it, um, and then I guess sort of like an every minute on the minute, but every half hour on that half hour. Oh. <laughs> and e, yeah. I don't even know what that would be like and, called. And e ha ha. Exactly. They should call it that. That'd be good. That would be great. I'm gonna. I'm gonna suggest that. <laughs> uh, until you can't go, I guess. And they're really just they're, keep her off. Well, so it's an elimination race, is what he told me yesterday. Oh. So you're like racing for your two kilometers, and then the last person gets oh. eliminated. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. So every round, someone will get eliminated. So oh, it's wow. competitive that way. So it's gonna be Dan and Josh like sprinting by the end of it. <laughs> Although Peter cool. Rose got some good runners, so yeah, yeah, I, uh, interesting. I'd be, I'd probably be eliminated on round one if I did it. So no, I said I'm interested, but I think I'll probably get a solid four k in, and then yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> At least with them. I don't know if I'm that interested in doing it, but I'll think about it more. Uh, you could film it. You could be. There. I, that's what I was thinking of more. So that'd be fun to do, like a cool. I, I that's what I'll probably be there for. I'll oh. just like do like a cool. Uh, like post tra- trailer kind of thing. Perfect. Anyway, instead of getting way off track, uh, we've got <laughs> Mike Doherty on the episode today. He's uh, he's been on the ep- he's been on the Flowcast before. We talked about uh, the flow of fighting, and it's actually still one of the most popular episodes. Oh, really, uh, really <laughs> stoked about that one because it was everybody really enjoyed it. That's oh, that cool. I've heard a lot of good feedback about it. And so, welcome back on, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, I guess we'll uh, we'll get right into the 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 main event. Um, you just came back from Waco World Muay Thai Championships, um, World Amateur Championships, correct? Yeah, it was a well. This one wasn't Muay Thai. It was K one. So K one's like kind of like Muay Thai, but it's more kickboxing without like the clinch and there was uh, no elbows and stuff like that but oh okay yeah it was uh it was definitely an experience it was uh like you know I'm, I'm fairly experienced for like you know Canada like I've got I've got over 40 fights and um but over there it's like 
there I was talking to a guy in the gym. He's just like, yeah, I didn't get that many fights this year. I only had like seven fights this year. And I'm like, how many actual fights do you have? He's like, oh, 150. Ooh. Wow. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, sweet, man. <laughs> how do you even get that? Yeah. Same with the big guys over there, right? Yeah. So it was, it was a pretty awesome experience that way to feel like I, I belonged at that level too. And, and I was able to yeah. hang in there and, and, and do well and stuff. Yeah, because your fight, um, you had <clears throat> one fight over there, right? Mm-hmm. And it came down to a decision, which yeah. you lost, unfortunately. Lost, yeah. Sometimes, a decision. You know, yeah. yeah. I, you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was close. Like, um, a lot of people were, like, um, saying I won the fight, but, um, like, uh, not taking anything. I, I think I lost it, you know. Like, I don't, uh, not taking anything away from the other guy, you know. And I think... You know, maybe if it was a couple more rounds, I maybe would have won. <laughs> but um, I, I, I lost like the game. So I think the biggest thing I took from that is the understanding of like um, how the fights are scored and what the judges are looking for. Because mm-hmm. in the end, it's just a sport, right? Yeah. Even though there's like high emotions and fighting and stuff like that, it's, it's just a sport like anything else. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's super interesting. Like uh, so. Uh, one of your your team members, teammates, Taylor. She's been coming in regularly for Norm Attack, and she was sort of oh, cool. she gave me some of the updates because uh, uh, I I don't know who she was in touch with, but like heard it a little bit more closely a couple weeks ago. Um, around the I think the week that the fights were happening, and was that last week or the week before? Oh man, I, don't I think really it was know, two man. weeks ago now. Been eating um, donuts since then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. she—that's uh, what she was saying too—is like the that that like how many reps they've put in. Like the, they've the the guys over in Europe, uh, yeah. in a lot of these countries that were coming to this this uh, tournament were like had so many more fights that they they take part in each year, yeah. and so it's really interesting. Um, like just kind of from that like where you're on the route to mastery right yeah um, and it, it, exactly it was really cool because it was like the, you know it was like their job over there they, they get paid and sponsored to go and stuff and we kind of had to seek it out and stuff like i made these t-shirts and a bunch of awesome local businesses kind of support, supported that too cool. yeah um, and then um yeah like it like most of the people over there were fighting since they're like kids right mm. and um it was really cool to see like the way they warmed up the way they the way they fought like you know i took a lot from the experience for sure cool uh, that's cool so I, like i don't know the fighting world well i just find it inspirational and that's all i have for you but um <laughs> is fighting bigger over there like it's would you say in comparison to canada or is it just that style of fighting for sure like europe um like waco is one of the biggest like um amateur um striking arts uh, or sanctioning bodies in like in um, I guess the striking world kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. um, but there's like a European circuit where like even the coaches for the example like the coaches of Team Russia that's their like full time job is like to okay. coach Team Russia right where you know over here we have like some amazing coaches too and they do like such a great job and the wacko president was over there with us too for canada and uh um but that's not their full-time job right where Mm -hmm. it's like that's the only thing they're doing right they they all have gyms of their own and stuff they're all leading other things right so um 
yeah, it's a more a little bit. I would say a little bit more developed in that European circuit. But there's also the thing in Canada, like Canada's huge. So it's like, you know, Team Canada. There was, you know, uh, people from BC, people from Alberta, Newfoundland, um, all over the place, right? And it's like. Am I going to go <laughs> over there to train one hour and then come back kind of thing? Like it's, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, whereas in Europe, it's a little bit, you can hop on like a train and go train with the next country kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. a lot it's easier. a little closer that way, but yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's actually very similar, I think, in like the world of strongman too, right? Mm-hmm. There, it's much more. There are athletes that in Europe that are making a living off of being a professional strongman, mm-hmm. uh, whereas there, there's probably there's one guy I, in Canada. I don't even know if if he's getting enough making a living off of it but anyway like it's really it's the same sort of thing where everybody else has to have another job on top of it um to pay the bills and all that but i i heard just before we got started here you said you won't be going back (laughs) what's that yeah no i did it it was I like I would go back to Worlds 100, percent but I'm just hoping maybe it's not in Bosnia. Okay. <laughs> you know, like it's a it's it's a it is a like a definitely a nice place and stuff like that. Like in some ways, but um, yeah, I was just I don't know. I was just not a fan of like they smoke everywhere kind of thing, right? So it's sure, like, even in the arena, I'm like, Ouch. so I'm like still working <laughs> working that out of your past that I'm like. Cause I never like I'm never around that kind of stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's different. It's different for sure. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. It's interesting that, uh, but you get to <laughs> you get to experience like a whole different culture and a whole different world from kind of that that did sense. You have time to that's explore it. it, or did you just? Oh uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Like after we had a, we had a little bit of time, we kind of wandered around like some markets and stuff like that, and. Um, um yeah not too too much though like it um i don't know i didn't really know what there was to explore but there was i don't know bullet holes in buildings and something like you could see like we're like because there was like a civil war there or something like in the 90s and Mm -hmm. um yeah like holes in buildings and stuff it was it was pretty (laughs) cool that way but interesting wow um I just blanked on what I was going to ask. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I was just, I'm, I'm curious. Um, in a way, it sounds like you kind of going there is like going to school for you because there was just people who are a little bit more developed and uh, not saying you're not, but like they've got 150 fights or whatever yeah. a year. Um, did you have any, like what were your main takeaways from, like did you have interactions with people that you were able to kind of bring some stuff back with you? Yeah, like, um whenever I lose anything like it like motivates me so much more so it's like um I don't really see it as a loss then because I always know something really good is gonna come from it after that right Mm -hmm. um but like I went in there like I don't go into things not thinking I can win it you know like I went in there like I I worked hard and you know like the whole year I've been competing and stuff like that right so I was five and oh this year um and then five and one after this but um yeah no it's it's all good but um but yeah no I tried to train like the whole year kind of thing for it so when I went in I was like mentally physically technically prepared all ready to go and then um 
yeah, no, when you when you lose, it's always like, oh, kind of wish I <laughs> did this, did that. You know, I could have done this better, right? But I think the one of the biggest takeaways I took from it is, um, you know, um, to play my game, you know, um, because although there is a rule set and stuff like that, I was too focused on the rule set where oh. I was like, um, I know in a lot of times in, in my fights, like I, I've, when I've lost, I know I've beaten myself in some way. I never like blame it on the other person or anything like that. Like I've beaten myself in some way, like throughout training camp, throughout like the fight, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I realized, you know, like in that fight, like even in my head, I'm like volume, 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 you know, like I was thinking like just get points, get points. But I wasn't thinking how I normally strike, which is like blast the person, like throw power kind of thing, <laughs> right? So, and that was actually what was scoring um, more points over the, the volume kind of thing. So I think it was, uh, you know, learning to understand those rules a little bit better and yeah. just you know I, I i get them now basically so i go back to it again yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. now you said that uh like you it, it was was it a bit of a challenge with the weight cut for this one because you said you know you had to maintain that for a whole week essentially for the fights whereas usually if it's like a a quick water cut you're you're back up to your normal mm-hmm. weight really quickly because the fight's said and done and all that was there was it any different feeling that way um a little bit but like it it was kind of good because um i actually lost the weight so um i didn't feel like i uh, i didn't feel like i had the same amount of power um for a little while which is that something i need to work on Mm. um but yeah, I actually had to lose lose the weight. So it's like when I weighed in, I would have like, basically we got off the plane. I had to weigh in, so I couldn't eat on the plane or nothing. It was like oh. I'm in the middle seat too, and these guys are eating like food beside me. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> That's a test. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just sitting here. At least it's not good food. Trying to yeah, <laughs> trying to sleep. Guys eating a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was. I guess I've I've done the wake up so many times though it's just like kind of normal to me but I I just did it a little bit farther out where I actually had to lose that extra little bit that I usually cut in water kind of things so, right um, the last couple of weeks were a little rough but other than that yeah, yeah just being a little more restrictive with your diet kind of thing and that's it yeah celery yeah. diet does <laughs> <laughs> that uh, just flying mess up your like you gain water weight from that I know a lot of people complain about that. Uh, that's what they were saying, but I, I didn't actually, but, um, yeah, I, I heard that's a thing though. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. yeah, I've, I've never, <clears throat> I, I've heard that's a thing too. Uh, it's never impacted me for the, the flight. Like Calgary is not that far for like mm-hmm. a, a competition flight. Mind you, I'm not cutting weight or anything, but even the, the thought of, um, being, I don't know, like sort of out of balance with yeah, like, like dehydration or bloated from from flying like the the pressure change and everything but mm. i haven't noticed it so much when traveling to calgary and i don't know if it's uh 
some people are probably more or less sensitive to it because I've definitely heard of the the power lifters or the strong men that have like a that they're you know they're wearing like the compression socks and everything yeah. on flights to to combat <laughs> that which has never been a problem for me. But definitely swell up on the way back from like <laughs> like I remember from Thailand like my ankles were like balloons oh, like, nice. on the on the way back. <laughs> Cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned not to just I just wear flip flops on the planes now. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> Get your feet some space. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, I want to ask. Do you have a question? You go ahead. Well, I just I want to like go before the fight, and this might be something that was in the other cool. episode. I haven't listened to it fully, um, but uh, you said like you're prepared mentally, physically, emotionally. What does that look like for you? Like, how do you prepare yourself? <laughs> um. Yeah, and that's something that, like, um, at the start, you can't really prepare for. Like, that's the hard, that there's a little bit of uncertainty in fighting where it's mm-hmm. not like um, you're fully prepared ever, you know? So it's like, I would say, like, you could get to like even 95%, but there, that there's that extra 5% that you're just like, oh, no. You know, in some fights, you're more prepared than others and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I do, I, I make sure one thing I'm really adamant on is like keeping like a journal and tracking like I track I track like what I do for my activity kind of thing I, I track my sleep now too cool. um uh what else um, nutrition like what I'm eating um and uh thoughts so like my and that's like that's what I'll do um I do specifically after training so like what what my feelings in training okay. You know, what were, you know, what were my, um, what was I thinking like? What was I like, um, what was I focused on? What were my focus, my focus centered around kind of thing. Um, and then if I was aware of anything while I was training and stuff like that, that's one, like, I I really like doing just because it, it helps you key in on what almost your motivators are and like being that, that that focused awareness state of mind right when you're because mm-hmm. you have to be really present as a as a fighter sure. um because when you get hit you can like go off and be like oh my god <laughs> i broke my nose you know <laughs> and like you got to draw yourself back because he, yeah. he's going to break it further yeah. if you <laughs> you know like <laughs> if you don't right so which is a weird thing to say right but it it it's happens, reality, you know, yeah. it's a reality. <laughs> so you got to be able to like, yeah, draw yourself back no matter what happens. Right. Um, and not thinking too far ahead of like, you know, I want to win this gold medal kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, but that's all like training leading up to it. But I guess I do it, um, like that sort of mindfulness practice, like while I'm training at the same time, cause it, then it has more effect because mm-hmm. while I'm doing it at the same time, I'll be able to do it in the ring then, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be able to be mindful, like, in the ring, I yeah. guess. So if that Sweet. makes sense. That's the, the mindset end of things. But I'm always tracking, like, um, like I have a certain amount of, like, training. I do a week, strength and conditioning and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, sparring and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's interesting that you, you kind of do those those metrics you evaluate after usually like you hear people talk about how before how they're they write before the training goes so i'm kind of curious to know what 
what kind of goes through your mind before the training? Are there ever days where you don't want to do it or you feel less up to it? Um, and actually, like, I'm not sure. I don't think I asked this last time, but how long have you been fighting for? Like, when did you get started? I've been fighting for 13 years, okay. um, I think. Yeah, around 13. <laughs> so you got started in, like, yeah. your mid-teens or whatever? Yeah, like, I, I think I was, like, 17. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, hold on, can you repeat the question again? Yeah, no worries. I threw a bunch of them there, <laughs> yeah. so no worries. So most people talk about kind of writing down those, those like, how you're feeling okay. before training, but you're talking about kind of the reflection and, and how you felt after the training but what goes through your mind like leading up to the training is there or or how do you uh, evaluate like how you're feeling you know sort of um going into it because some days obviously are are a little bit higher or lower and like i guess after 13 years it's sort of you get to that point where you know that it's your thing so you're gonna do it anyway but um like what kind of what kind of goes through your mind before before the training um, I try to be like, ex- like I, I like to be in an, ex- an excited state of mind kind of thing where I'm excited to train. Cause if it's, if it's something like you, you're dreading all the time, it's probably not for you. Like mm. it's not, <laughs> just don't do it. Like yeah. it's like, if it's like years that's going on, it's like, you've been doing that too long, you know, go do something else. So <laughs> I'm pretty big on that is like, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Like sometimes I don't cut my grass I just don't <laughs> want to do it <laughs> you know like so um like things like that now. yeah it's I'm good now it's snowed it's good <laughs> you know but um yeah like I guess the biggest thing where like you said like people write those things down before and after like I I have a, a thing before as well like okay. going into it like what I'm you know, I sometimes I leave that like if I'm training with my coach, like that's up to him the before thing, and I'm just open, I'm just ready to go, kind of thing, right? Right. Um, but if it's like my training session that I set up, I'll have something before, mm. um, just so I can just kind of go through the motions, right? Um, and then after, I like to do it um, like the like almost debrief of myself on it because it in, in fighting debriefing is very important, just because. Um, it's a very hard sport and you need to find the truth in the, the actual sport. So, you know, like if, if one day I go into training and get the crap kicked out of me for like, you know, eight rounds straight or something like that in sparring. And then after I'm just like mentally beaten, if I do nothing about that afterwards, I'm just going to, some people attach that to yeah. who they are. Right. But that's not good at all. Right. It's not that there could be other factors, you know, like it could be like maybe you just got one hour of sleep, you know, <laughs> maybe you just went to a sushi buffet like I did the other day and <laughs> got beat up. You know, so it's like um, those kind of things. You have to account those and find the find the, the reality of the results. And then through your performance, like I always try to enhance it and mimic previous good performances right like especially with big events like i'll just mimic those good performances all the way along but i always have one thing that sets me above that always is like something that i didn't expect in in camp and something that was like 
okay, I, you never did that before. You know what I mean? You never did that before. And it's like, whoa, cool. You know, um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Though. But it's a confidence <laughs> boost and like yeah. a self-esteem boost or whatever as your identity as a fighter, right? That, mm-hmm. that you kind of like those, those uh, <clears throat> whether they're big or little wins, right? We were just talking about that with the, the milestone at Flow Spa and, and like those things yeah. keep you going, right? That's it, and it's is recognizing it, but not fixating on it, right? Where you're like, you 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 see those things, but you're not like, oh, I'm I'm that, mm. you know, I'm I'm good now. No, <laughs> you know, I was gonna punch in the head, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, like, and then where you say like people do the before and after thing, like the reason why I kind of journal after is I spent a lot of time trying to figure out my myself, you know, and and stuff like that, and. I know I'm more of like a interpersonal learner, which is like I have to reflect on things a lot. So I do my reflection like while I'm almost doing things sometimes. So um, that's why I always kind of look like I've got like a busy look on my face kind of <laughs> thing, you know, because it is, yeah, <laughs> you know. But that, yeah. yeah, so um, so I just kind of shape my training for that type of learning style, right? But mm-hmm. like I guess the biggest thing I give to like for other people to figure that kind of thing out is like just know how you learn right yeah yeah figure out what works for you and what where you perform best right Uh, totally the very uh very stoic response to it all right that's like (laughs) all that's like all of the stoics talk about that a lot right the whole self-reflection and and uh don't get too big in your britches because (laughs) yeah you could get punched in the face again (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like everything about that it really reflects what we talked about a bit last time on the podcast Mm. which is uh is stoicism or the stoics are a big um Mm. A big learning source and and even I guess sort of inspiration or whatever to you to yeah. to the way you think so that's that's cool stuff yeah and it's like they 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 make comparisons to fighting a lot so it really speaks to me in that way I guess so I can not only do they make those like metaphors and stuff like that where they're they're comparing it to life and stuff that I I, I can I actually have the experience that I've felt it and I've been in there and I can, you know, I can, I can grow from those, those other things from the outside too. Yeah. Um, cause, um, actually one of the, the really cool things that speaking of experience that, um, like the, one of the team Canada coaches said, he's like, it, you know, you can go and experience something like this, but that the experience doesn't actually matter. It's like, it's what you actually do with the experience that matters mm-hmm. afterwards. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what, what did I do when I got home? I'm like, I was training. I got back to training, you know, it's like, I had someone ask me the other day, it was like, I wonder what you do during the day. It like, cause I'm like shadow boxing in the, in the mirror and stuff like that. Like while they're asking me this and like, do you just do this all day? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. That's all right. Yeah. Um, how did, so you seem to, uh, we talked about stoicism a little bit, but also like there's a bit of Buddhism coming in, I would say. I don't know if that's something you mm-hmm. study a bit, but just like that detachment. Like, yeah. was there a point in your fighting? Like, have you always just been kind of detached in the sense that like, I don't mean that in the, yeah, no, you're I aloof, but yeah. like, you're not taking things personally. You're just using yeah. it as like material to grow from. Yeah. Um, was there a point when that like wasn't the case and then it was like what flipped that script for you yeah no um 
there there definitely was a, a moment um in that um it was I think in like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen that um I just I literally like I just like took full responsibility of my situation like wherever I was like I I didn't like you know I didn't like the job I was in I didn't like a lot of things about my life at that time and then I just like took full responsibility of everything kind of thing and I was like you know this is all on me and then um sorry can you repeat the other part of the question again yeah I remember it (laughs) just the the idea that like I hear you talking and you're saying you're not taking all these, like if you've lost, you didn't take it personally. That's a growth opportunity. Or, um, you were saying like a lot of people, if they do something that they in fighting, at least they do something that they're not proud of. They attach it to themselves. So how, how did you get to that mindset of like being detached? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, cause it doesn't make me feel good when I'm attached to it too. Right. And it's like, um, and it, and, and that's kind of the ultimate form of like selfishness. If I like take offense to it, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm, that's who I am. I know I'm me, you know? So it's like, I don't know how to put this into words really. Um, I, like, yes, I fight. That's something I do. Yeah. You know, I, I even, I coach, that's something I do. You know, I run a business. That's something I do. You know, those are three things I do, but it's not me. You know, like I'm different from from mm-hmm. those things. So um, it's just, um, I guess, learning to respond to stimulus kind of thing. So and like I had some big like stimulus like in like 2013, 2014 around there. Right. And that's where I decided to take responsibility that and, and learn from that. And, and, and I knew that, um, I heard a quote too. It was like, um, um, if you read like a book a week in your field, um, uh, within the next five years you'll be within the top 10 percent of experts in your field kind of thing mm-hmm. so then i started doing that right where i started reading all these like all these books and i'm like okay now i'm starting to realize that the results are paying off right so it's like you can learn any skill you need to learn right it's just like are you willing to put in the work to do that right mm-hmm. so um i just started doing that and like at the when i used to you know, be identified with being a fighter and stuff like that. Like that was in the start of my career. And like, I remember that was cause I was coming off like in 2013, I was coming off a five fight losing streak. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm like, I didn't like my job, like, all these things like all at once. Right. And I'm just like, Oh my God, something needs to change, man. <laughs> yeah. And I took like a, a year and just worked on like the mindset of things. And, um, and then, you know, I've only lost, um, twice since then and it's been Sweet. to like um, I it was I lost the Canadian uh, championships in Calgary and then um, that world's like a couple weeks ago <laughs> was it was it to uh, a decision both times yeah both times decision yeah cool uh, <laughs> yeah no it's 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 great to, for me it's really confirming to see that it's all like I'm, I'm going on the right path where I'm keeping um um, momentum going, that, yeah. That momentum, that winning momentum, right? Because there's 
you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, like he's, he's strict in his methods or whatever. And yeah, I definitely am, you know, but that's because there's a science to winning. There's a science to success. Like I shouldn't even say winning because I don't like to put like that outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, that well, sometimes when you fixate on the outcome, it messes things up. It keeps yeah. you out of the present. But um, like a, there is a science to success, though, a system to, to fighting. So I just play, try to play the game yeah. as best I know. Right. Cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, it, it resonates a lot with, uh, I know sort of after the last show, we were briefly talking about Tony Robbins and I just saw him live last week. Oh man. It was a, it was a really cool experience. Um, I, I sort of told, I told that in the last podcast, I kind of did like a cool. debrief of that because I wanted to retain that information as much as possible. But, um, I think the big one you said is like getting into that energized state before going into training or uh, that and, and actually like you can learn it all, but like actually putting, applying it, those were like the two big takeaways because, you know, there were 9,000 people in this room and we've talked about it a couple of times now because I keep, I keep questioning or, or it just keeps going through my head this idea of how many of those people are actually going to make a big change because it was called the power of success seminar yeah right but how many are actually going to act on it and like that's mm. the that's like the magic part right it's like you got to act on it you can learn it all but you've got to act on it and there was i'm pretty sure uh, have you read like awaken the giant within I have. I've read a bit of it. I'm weird reading books. Okay. I'm like always like picking pages. Up. <laughs> that's, that's cool. But I like I, seven half finished books on my nights. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Like as long as you're taking something away from it, even a page a day is making a difference. But I just I realized everything that Tony talked about, or even like all the speakers on stage, you could get it all from whatever book that they've written before. Mm. So. It's like uh, that energy was the big difference because you're seeing them on stage with in their element, like with that energy. But uh, yeah, that it, it's so important to to check your energy levels before, I guess, before acting on even like whatever it is you're you're passionate or, or trying to work towards mm-hmm. too. So that's really cool that you made that point. Yeah, and like you said, you can get the same knowledge from it. Like you're experiencing it, but actually doing it is a different experience because you actually went to the thing and you actually did it right so that's what i always say with fighting is like when you're training there's a knowledge portion you mm-hmm. know, you're you're working on the knowledge you're you're you know thinking about throwing your punch as straight as you can but when you're sparring you gotta forget it all <laughs> you know <laughs> so i'm like now forget it all and just do it yeah you know where you have to just be and just like do the thing yeah instead of like um you know, focusing so much on, you know, oh, that one was wrong, that one was wrong, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and noticing that much. So you have to, like, you have to have, like, focused awareness, yes, but I'm not, like, fixated on anything. I'm just, like, right. kind of being able to make choices in the moment. Right? Yeah, it's it's been, it's putting in those reps to, like, those reps that you know, you know, the, the idea of perfect practice makes perfect not or whatever right so mm-hmm. even like the visualization aspect of it <clears throat> like you're talking about like the shadow boxing you're visualizing it all yeah. and you're you know like what the correct movement is which is like um 
is stage one of mastery, right? Is the, is the knowing it, like the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then stage two, they say, is, is, uh, is like the emotional. So I guess mm-hmm. with like fighting, it would be like the feeling it, like you know mm-hmm. that impact hit home, right? Yeah. And then stage three is after, is, is, is ingraining the physical practice. So that's where it becomes that um, like nervous system reaction, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you don't have to think about it. It's the yeah, unconscious. Yeah, the pattern's yeah. been ingrained. So it's very cool to hear that actually, um, you know, in, in your terms with fighting and, and, and how it actually comes about and, and, and works after so many years of, of training. You know what? Like, I, I, that's why I believe fighting is so good because it's like what you normally steers people off from those actual new like neural patterns is like speed bumps, right? Like mm-hmm. where they, yeah. they'll they'll have that same negative pattern that like throws them off, right? But with fighting, you're trained to go through that. Fighting, you're mm-hmm. trained to like you have to block out that external thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know learning to block it, the the pain of the reaction to because you're going towards something else right yeah that's cool that's like yeah solid focus which i'm sure translates to other areas of your life too mm-hmm. um reminds me of alex honnold and free solo we've talked about this a million times have you seen that one no rock climbing movie um he climbs hard oh i've seen it. I, was, I haven't watched it but yeah it's a it's fun. I watched it the other day. Cool. I bought it off YouTube because I was like, I gotta see this, and you can't find it anywhere else. Um, I think it's well worth watching. I, I like. I actually one of the first Flowcast episodes was me doing like a that's right, that's a right. recap of of it because I went to oh, see cool. it with Dan in Toronto. Yeah, but he just uh, there's a point where there's a pitch on the wall that he had a challenge. Like it was just if he got in his head, that was definitely the moment he was gonna fall to his death. Um, and so he just told himself, like, he journals as well and does that, like, checking in and scientifically maps it all out, memorizes the wall so that his body just knows what to do. Yeah. Um, so he can get out of his headspace. And he just wrote autopilot. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Which that, is interesting. That, that's actually so, like, I, like, I go down to, like, even, like, I Google, I knew what the arena looked like before I even went, in, went to it, right? So yeah. Like, I'll, you, you got the internet. So I'm like, I do there. all that kind of stuff. And I, I walk, have, like, a like I walk myself through it mentally kind of thing before like going it into it. Like I think though there's a point to that. Like you can't, I don't think you should do that every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I did it three times mm-hmm. to a training camp. That, was it. that can create anxiety <clears throat> if you're not careful, right? Too far ahead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just learning to be, bring it back balanced, right? Where yeah. you're just, you know, you're, you're just, yeah, you, you know those things, but you're not, again fixated on those things right i think i agree i usually i do the exact same thing before a strongman competition cool and i usually wait until the last week to start doing that same and uh another interesting thing with the visualization that i've heard from uh michael gervais who's the sports psychologist for the seattle seahawks and he's got a really awesome podcast called finding mastery is uh is actually rehearsing the failures so he's talks of he gets his athletes to uh, rehearse I think about like 80% success rate and then 20% failure rate and and mm. so that you actually go through what's going to happen if you do get punched in the face instead of it always being, you know, crisp clean everything goes perfectly mm. like how are you going to 
visualize yourself getting back up mm-hmm. after something goes wrong in the in and so that's something I'm starting to apply for myself as well. That's good. Is yeah. uh, it's because it's it's interesting, um, and I think it's important. Like that's uh, like he's you know he's he's got the one of the, right now the the Seahawks are one of the best teams in the NFL, and like I I like seeing their style because I know that this really like talented psychologist is behind a lot of what what's okay. going on with them hmm. interesting it's really that was cool. something um that uh i know you you watch uh tom billio a lot or at least i've seen your yeah, yeah. Your, uh, this is He's instagram where <laughs> like what is that yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but that ryan holiday episode where they were talking about good, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um what are they talking about? So just like Tom's motivation and where he finds it. And like, he's like 80% of the time, like I'm good to go and I'm ready to go. And I'm really like inspired and passionate about what I'm doing. And then there's that 20% of the time where I'm just like, I want to lay on the couch and eat potato chips and like mm. do nothing. So they're talking about how they navigate that. Um, and this is something I actually want to talk to you about. Cause I'm curious just due to fighting stereotypes and what have you, but he was talking yeah. about um, how he actually uses a little bit of aggression to get him going but he said this is like not for people who don't understand how to navigate their aggression but yeah. he he's got a list of like people who told him he never could do it mm. and those days that he's not feeling like doing it he'll pull that out and be like no I'm doing this and then that like that little bit of I don't know how to word this without swearing but that little bit of aggression of like <laughs> you, can, you can swear yeah, yeah. <laughs> just say, like those people where he's just like fuck you like don't say that to me got myself a few times too. yeah <laughs> Um, and that powers him as long as he doesn't use that aggression to like fly off the handle he just kind of uses it as just like a way like he needs to prove to himself that he can still do it Mm -hmm. is that something that kind of when you get knocked down in fighting do you get back up with that or is there any aggression in there is it all zen and peace like what's the because I don't definitely like obviously (laughs) there's there's physical impact but but I kind of stomach it so it's like um, what I mean by that is like I don't put that aggression out yeah, like onto other people too. is like I, I almost put it onto myself where it's like mm-hmm. what are you doing <laughs> you right. know like I'll, I'll literally talk to myself like that in there I'm like what do you like slip a punch <laughs> you know like <laughs> you know, like yeah. like that right and, and I'll, I'll get like um like aggressive I guess with myself kind of thing to like motivate myself but I uh I'll be like, you're not letting this guy beat beat you kind of thing or something like that, right? Um, But like every, uh, like I guess in training and stuff like that, I don't, I don't really draw that out like that. You wouldn't really need to in training, right? Yeah, no, like I don't really draw that out. That's really, I only draw that out if I'm getting beaten up. Right. You know, like I never really uh, use that that much. Usually my motivators are literally just like, you know, people like, like this it helped help get me there you know yeah, like yeah. and I, I don't want to like you know even my nephews and niece there like I, I don't like I always think like I'm like imagine what they could do if I like you know they're watching me do this kind of thing how it's going to inspire them so I just that kind of motivates me a little bit more like long term yeah than just I think aggression's more bursts you know yeah. and mm-hmm. and that's only usually when I'm getting beaten up that I, I start to use that kind of thing. And 
That's pretty much what Tom was saying, too. It's like, don't drive your life off of that because you're going to be a miserable, angry person. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, it, it helps in a pinch if you just need that extra, like, burst of energy that you... 100%. Like, as long as... And this is disclaimer to anyone listening. Like, as long as you know how to regulate your own aggression and not, like you said, put it on other people or fly off the handle with it. Or, yeah, because you can get... Even in fighting, like, if you're using it for fighting... <laughs> Which I don't suggest. <laughs> um, it's is, yeah, it's like um, like the, the if you get too over emotional in fighting, then you um, and you can you can waste energy too, and you can sure. expend too much energy, right? So it's you know like to get yourself back in that winning mo- momentum. I yeah. always use it for so like I'll, I'll use it consciously where I'm, I'm I get myself back in my winning momentum, and then I bring myself back to my game. And I start playing my playing my game again, right? Where it's I don't um, I used to fight angry and just uh, fight the whole fight like that, and then after I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so tired, <laughs> you know. But yeah. it I, I guess learned a better way to like um, use my energy in the right way. Like like I said, that there's a system to you know success, right? So yeah, use it in the right way, and you don't have to. <laughs> be dead after the fight yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like yeah. I think one one final question that uh segues off of what we were just talking about with ryan holiday and you know he's the he's the modern day stoic king he is the yeah. man um, <laughs> and i just i happened to flip to a page in stillness is the key yesterday just because i know stoicism is near and dear to your heart and uh it was on the idea of choosing virtue and uh you know, a lot of the the Stoics in this this particular chapter and this particular um, idea is something Marcus Aurelius has with uh, what he call what what are epithets? So these adjectives or things that describe your your sort of core values. And are there any like epithets that you live by, like core values? And uh, and I think the main one that like Marcus Aurelius. And Ryan Holiday was sort of getting out of this chapter was virtue, but are there any things that like just sort of dictate your life like that? Um, there's definitely some. There's definitely some. Um, but th- this is actually really funny that you say that because like I, w- I was actually going to say this because I, I was looking back through the the pictures on my computer like I was thinking about it when you were looking, working with your <laughs> computer there. I was looking back through the pictures of my computer the other day and I'm like, literally since I've opened the gym, I've had the same core beliefs and same values I've put into it. I've put into every single person that's been through the gym. I've, I've, I've put my heart into it. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, what confuses people is I've changed the how I'm doing it and the, you know, what I'm doing many times. (laughs) So it's like, Oh, he's, He's, he's a lot of time I've, I've heard, you know, like he, he's changed things up. I'm like, no, no, I've always kept the same, like why I'm doing it. And it's just like, literally just be a better person, you know, like it's not that there's anything wrong with you right now. It's like bringing yourself back to, to you, but being a good person for the, the community in general kind of thing and doing, doing right. You know, if, if there's anything I kind of live by, it's, it's, it's that. So and you know i look back at all those pictures and i'm like 
I like I'm happy with it because it yeah like I I could see that all the way through that those consistent years since I've been open I've kept that same thing I haven't veered off of that thing but I have veered off of you know how I speak how I you know how I you know the methods that I teach or um you know, even what I do sometimes, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. I've definitely veered off that because I figured out things that work better, cool. you know, and, um, just kind of like built off that as I went. But yeah, I think the why you do things is very important. Uh-huh. Like the, and being a good person of, of virtue. And it's just, I think that's a thing people should study, you know, like that's why I like to read stoicism is because it's like the ultimate form of being a good person. And, and I like to study those things cause I don't know if I am or not, you know, like I don't know if I am all the time. So I, I, I like those books to catch myself on my crap. So I'm just like, oh man, you're, you're being a dick here. You didn't even know, you know, I'm like, oh, so I read these books. I'm like, okay, I'll catch that next time, you know, and and Mm -hmm. it helps me grow, I guess, as a person that way. But that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. We're coming up on time. Everything's sort of waking up around here and you got to get to training. Yes. So, Hopefully that fired you up for I am for the day and, <laughs> and thanks for being back on Mike and yeah, I'm sure we'll see you again some other time oh, for yeah, sure. some more three. for some <laughs> more stoic float yeah there we go. awesome <laughs> <laughs> awesome cool. thank you thank you oh, oh, I'll shake your there hand we go. Yeah. Yeah.